The global pandemic changed the way teachers engage with learning technologies. In this podcast, we try to filter out the clutter and noise around technology tools and focus on the essential questions of pedagogy that drive meaningful learning experiences. You're joining Alicia Gallegos-Butters, Dr. Michelle Hochter-Thompson, and Pamela Rabin for our podcast series, EdTech. If If you you didn't didn't know, know, now you know. know. Hello, everyone. My name is Alicia Gallegos-Butters, and you have joined us today for the EdTech If you don't know, now you know, season one, fall 2021 podcast. We are coming to you from the San Diego County Office of Education. I am going to be here today and for the entire semester with my two co-hosts, Pamela Rabin. Hey everyone, glad to be here. And Dr. Michanne Hochter-Thompson. Hello everyone. So today, what we're going to do is just spend some time introducing ourselves and introducing the book to you. Again, my name is Alicia Gallegos-Betters, and I always cringe when I have to say this, but I have over 30 years of education. I started out my career in 1987 as a teacher's aide. I won't go through every single detail, but I was a classroom teacher. I have been a university professor. I've been a university dean. And my current role, I am a Director of Educational Technology at the San Diego County Office of Ed. So you know that I have some background in education. With that said, I've also been on the other side where I am a parent. So a lot of these things that we will be speaking of, I come at from many different angles. So that is who I am. So Pam, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi everybody. I'm Pam Rabin, and I am a coordinator in the Educational Technology Department with uh, Alicia. So I, like my colleagues, am first and foremost a teacher. I have 17 years of classroom teaching, and then five years as a resource teacher in San Diego Unified. I've been 25, 26 years now in the educational field. I have a master's degree in educational technology from San Diego State University uh, that, that you know, I'm going to draw on as we read through this book and, and look into the pedagogy that surrounds teaching and the conditions for learning, but also uh, how that relates to educational technology. And I, too, am a parent, so I'm coming at it from that end, from a long year of virtual learning at home with two kids, you know, getting on online all day. And... Putting into perspective kind of what parents are viewing um, from this last year. Hello everyone. I am Michelle. I'm a coordinator in the ed tech department within innovation. I am in my 32nd year in education. I have taught in five different school districts in the state of California from San Diego to Northern California and back mostly science at first with some math and of course computers thrown in there but then focusing in literacy uh, with coaching and then reading recovery so i i too am a parent although my daughter is off the family payroll yay i'm excited to be part of this conversation working with my colleagues 
Well, thanks, Ms. Shan. Thanks, Pam, for introducing yourselves. So this semester, we are reading the book called Made for Learning, How the Conditions of Learning Guide Teaching Decisions, which I'm sure most of you are wondering, why are a group of ed techies reading this book that really deals with pedagogy? And I'm going to ask my colleague, Ms. Shan, to answer that because she serves as our resident librarian. Uh, yeah, thanks, Alicia. So um, I was super excited when this book first came out uh, just within the last year because I am a Conditions of Learning Brian Camborn groupie and have been for over 20 years. Uh, so I was super excited to see something new come out on the Conditions of Learning. I really felt like this would be a great text to explore with the EdTech lens based on results of our needs assessment of teachers in San Diego County really wanting to talk about how to re-engage students in um, school and how to you know increase their the fun in learning and, the, and their love of learning. I truly believe that the conditions of learning have to be in play for that to happen for kids. And uh, we in the ed tech department believe um, that students will learn more deeply when they are creators and experience the learning. You'll see in this book how Brian Camborn's conditions really speak to, to those things. And you'll also see how the conditions of learning really speak to personalized learning, a, a term that we use often in educational technology. I thought it would be really strategic sharing this book with EdTech and hearing what teachers who integrate technology on a fairly regular basis have to say about this book as well. And thought that this book would be a great one for this type of book study. Yeah, so I was in uh, Washington, D.C. when you guys were talking about this. And I remember I came back into the office and you had podcasts written on our board. And I thought, that is so awesome. Yeah. Yes, I want to be part of that. The book study and choosing this book just made sense to me as well because it gives you a lens for looking at your teaching. And when you see that those conditions for learning are met, you really are looking at processes that will empower students. And I think that's something that we all sort of can can get on board with. And then taking that and putting the lens of educational technology on it, I think gives us an opportunity to really focus technology use back on not the tool, but the actual pedagogies that underlie it. And like, why are you using the technology? I think that becomes a really important conversation for us to have. I agree, Pam. And I think that that's always the thing with with ed tech is that we always in using the technology we always want to have that why am i using this technology and what's important about this technology or what's enhancing this pedagogy and i think that that's really when Misham brought this book up and we wrote podcast on the wall that's why we did so because it's really looking at that that overarching tech integration component into what we do day to day as teachers. Hey, Michelle, wasn't you said something like, so when we are reading this book, we're going to say something like, um, you do this when you're teaching and using technology. <laughs> well, 
I was just going to say, Alicia likes to say, and and I wholeheartedly agree, that uh, nobody knew what we did, or very few people knew what we did before the pandemic. And once the pandemic hit, and we all went into emergency online distance teaching and learning, now everybody knows what we do. It's kind of a play on Trevor Noah's, uh, if you didn't know, now you know, now you know with EdTech. I have to say, I feel like um, one of those Olympic athletes that unexpectedly we went to the Olympics starting March 23rd or 22nd, 2020, where all of a sudden everything we'd been training for our entire professional lives, we got put on the spot, like you're going to make it happen. And, and all of a sudden we were teaching thousands of teachers um, how to teach online. And in a lot of cases, we were developing things the night before we went out and taught them and trying them out on each other. So it even became with us. If we didn't know, now we knew. Yeah. So <laughs> we had to put everything to practice right after that. So it's both a play on everybody else and it's a play on ourselves. And just going back to that time period, one of the really interesting things that came out of it was we started talking with teachers about just sort of how to simplify what they were trying to do with students just to get started. You know, like we're, we know it's overwhelming. You're getting barraged with information right now. How do you declutter all that noise and begin to really look at what matters and what you're trying to do with students. And I think that kind of brings us nicely to this idea of the book and what it represents. So each week we're going to talk about a different chapter. It works out perfectly because in this book there's nine chapters and every chapter ends with a series of questions. And so we thought that we would really dive into those series of questions at the end of every chapter. But to begin with, the main overarching question, and I know as educators, as teachers, we all have this, and it's constantly asking, am I doing this right? And that's really the theme throughout the book. Am I doing this thing that we all call teaching correctly? Am I doing it right? And how do we really, how do we assess ourselves? And that's really the whole focus of this first chapter, but also that underlying theme of this entire book. Yeah, all about teaching, the teaching decisions that we make and what their impact is uh, and how we are responsive to uh, the children in and youth in our classrooms. Definitely. Yeah, I think the book gives us an opportunity to reflect on how and why learning occurs. And I think that was the whole intent of the book. And then, you know, what we do to foster deeper learning. And it's also sort of a validation of these are things that we commonly do. So as you're reading through this, to take moments to reflect about your own practice, to look at um, what are the what are the conditions for learning when you get them into play? How is that driving your decision making around what you're doing and when you're doing it? And how's it affecting student outcomes? So it's, it's, I think it's a great thing. And then we're throwing in the lens of now let's consider the ed tech that's involved with that as well. And I think that ed tech part is often the part that feels left out sometimes. And now with the fact that we've let the cat out, out of the bag with ed tech, it's in every <laughs> classroom, it's in every student's hands. And how do we really redefine what we're doing in the classroom and how do we how do we constantly put ourselves in this sense of reflection and i think it's different from the reflection that we did last year 
because the reflection that we did last year was um, really survival reflection. Whereas I think this year we can actually sit down and take a look at the lessons that we're teaching and how we're teaching them and what we're doing and are students learning or are they not learning and start to make some decisions on what we do differently. And it's not about, I think, beating ourselves up for what we've done in the past, but the, think of this as a, a step in a journey to see what we're going to be doing and how we're going to be moving forward. Yeah, like in the book on just that first page, they say that essential questions and, you know, that essential question of, am I doing this right, doesn't have to necessarily generate answers, that it just generates thinking. And it just quote here requires all learners to make meaning as they respond to the question under consideration. So we're hoping that we're getting people to listen to our podcast. We'll think about the different conditions for learning, the synergy that you get um, when, when you have all those things present and just give you a chance to really think about and reflect on what it means to, to teach children and, and bring that, uh, as you said, Michelle, joy of learning experience to them. Definitely, and I, and I think that I look at this book as kind of a conversation with the authors, Deborah Crouch and Brian Camborn, just as they say, in the introduction on page three to, to really help to condition ourselves to be mindful, sensitive, and insightful as we work to be our best teaching selves and working on reframing that discourse or the patterns of our discourse. And I think certainly I am working on uh, the patterns of discourse in my own head <laughs> for myself and, and uh, the work that we do and I think that, you know, teachers do that all the time and on the fly. And so to have this opportunity to have a conversation with them about that and, and to have a conversation between us regarding that, I think will be super fun and very helpful. Yeah. And Shan, you, you know, one of the authors or both of them, is that correct? I know Deborah Crouch from my work in San Diego Unified. And I remember her from working with, I, I was uh, working in focus schools, what were called focus schools. We were serving students who were, who had been most marginalized historically. And um, I learned so much from her. I'm super excited that both Deborah and, and uh, Brian have said that they'd like to be a part of this uh, with us as we go through our book study this year. Yeah, so we can expect to hear directly from the authors in this podcast, which is really cool. So if people are coming back, they'll get some of that insight from the people who wrote the book. Absolutely. We will be talking about each chapter for each session of the podcast. These first couple of chapters are kind of overview chapters. Then we'll kind of dig in deeper to the conditions of learning chapter by chapter, basically. And as um, Pam mentioned, the book really rounds up with some conversation around empowering students. So we will be looking at both how students are learning as well as then the decision-making that teachers do applying this kind of theory to that classroom work. But I'm super excited to have guests because I think guests are always important. And not only will we have the authors as guests, but we will also ask people from around San Diego County. And we have a few of our 
folks from another vertical from SDCOE, our CNI division, who will be coming in and working with us and talking about this as well. So we will be getting a variety of voices on this podcast, which is nice. Absolutely. And hoping to expand that professional learning network by doing that. And with that last comment, I think we're at the end of our podcast. But if you'd like to join us for future podcasts, you can go to our website. The short link for that is bit.ly slash edtechnow. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash edtechnow, all lowercase letters. Or you can check us out on our EdTech event website at edtech.innovatesd.org.